Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hello, and welcome to another Double Dutch Rider podcast. I am your host, Corey Miller, and I have a very special guest on my show this evening. He's shaking his head no, but uh, I I say yes. He's a very special guest. Um, You might know him from, uh, well, several bands that have uh, been in the DFW area in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, somewhere like that. And uh, let's see, he was in the, uh, he was in Driftfield, the Confounded, Yep. Josh and the Jet Noise. That's correct. And he is also one half of the record room please welcome right. josh reed hello everyone <laughs> i'm so so happy to be here good and if you remember the bands then wow good for you <laughs> did i did i catch all of them i thought i did you caught them you caught them all and you caught the record room the uh the ever expanding record room good oh, yes. for you yes i there's i also a solo there's also a solo ep Actually, oh yes, the, uh, too the, ugly to the, beatbox. Yes, too ugly to beatbox. So yes. yeah, I that's and you know what? I was thinking about this just the other day. I was like, I need to remember to just mention everything, and I remembered too ugly to beatbox, and I completely forgot to mention it. So I apologize for that. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's really okay. Yes, um, I, I will say I did play with you in a couple of those bands. Well, one of those bands. Driftfield. Yes, you did. And then we also had another band that we were in that was just you and me for most of its life, which was Buddha 99, but we don't talk about the, that band. The, we, I like to talk about Buddha 99. I do too. Uh, I, I brought it up to somebody the other day. Someone brought it up to me actually the other day. They were like, did you ever do a band before Driftfield? And I was like, yeah, uh, Buddha 99. It is everything that you don't do if you're trying to get a band off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think as a duo we did okay. It was when we started bringing other people, with the exception of of uh, of Dave bringing him in. He was good, but trying to bring people in after that was just not good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. I didn't have a lot of confidence at that yeah. point. Yeah, because I was like, I'm not singing this. What are you talking about? We need a lead singer. <laughs> I'm good with playing guitar. That's my thing. But that's all changed. Oh yeah. But. Anyways, well, well, I'm happy to be here, buddy. Yeah, well, and you know, it's funny we talk about being in bands because that is actually the topic du jour of this particular show. Um, I think the very first episode I recorded was talking about being a musician, um, and uh, I thought it would be nice to revisit that just based on some of my more recent experiences with my cover band, uh, The Dad Bods, um, which is now, we're on pause right now, we'll just put it that way. Um, uh, but that's, it's due to a lot of factors, some of which I think we can probably talk about here. Um, but yeah, I, 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 and I figured, you know, if I'm going to talk to anybody about being in a band, who better than Josh Reed, who has been in so many bands over the past 10, 15 years, you know, you've got a lot of experience. So I do, I do, I do my, my favorite band right now, uh, well forever will be my family, but Uh, yeah, I've been in a lot (laughs) more and and really, I don't think it's that much compared to 
Like, okay, like you're you're really building me up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with your your audience here. Um, it's it's nice to be considered a musician. I consider myself a, a songwriter more than anything, but I'll also say this: I was not, I did not give myself to it yeah. the way that some of the dudes on the scene do. Yeah, and like, I mean, I think I scratched the surface, maybe, and um. But man, if you really want to do this thing, what you have to give up of your time, of your wallet, of yeah. your body yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Because, I mean, one of the things I I had run into while being in the dad bods was, like, I had spent the past, like, six months trying to get shows. I was emailing places, calling places trying to do anything I could to get in contact with somebody. And you know how many, like I, I think I contacted like 20 different places. Nobody would respond. And I was like, I was getting so frustrated because I was like, how, how does someone get a show these days? It's impossible. And, and, and I don't know how much of that you ran into while you were just in any of your many bands. That's such a funny thing that you bring that up because I actually thought about that today as I was driving around. I thought, I wonder if he'll want to talk about like how to get a gig because when you're starting and you're, you're, I don't know how new the dad bods are. How new are they? Uh, we started, we started rehearsing, I'd say in September, August, September of last year. How many gigs have you played so far? zero goose egg okay so you're new and you're a cover band yeah okay i'm i can only come at this from the the original air like area because like i special that's my specialty yeah but i can tell you that even as an original band if you play a bar there are bars and and i guess venues is a better way to put it that are more willing to take a chance on a on a nobody band mm-hmm. than than you know like the do you know where Cicada the Cicada yeah have you heard of that bar that was actually okay. one of the bars I had reached out to <laughs> so you're so like if let's say you and I started a new band right and it was we were doing original music maybe we got a cover or two you know but it's it's our music we wrote it. The way it used to work when that thing was made at Southside, mm-hmm. you didn't get in if you hadn't played a gig. Yeah. Like, the only way that happened is if you knew the guy who owned the venue. Yeah. Or you got asked to be on a bill because you knew one of the bands that were playing. Yeah. So, and and I can say this, I you know, the cool thing about the last band I was in, Josh and the Jet Noise, was... Um, I was very upfront about guys. I can't book gigs anymore. I just can't. I got a boy. I got a little boy at home. So, you know, someone, you guys are going to have to do that. I will write the music. I will write it. I will sing it. I will play it. I'll put on a show as your front man, but I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and do that. So he worked really hard and I, and he went and got us gigs at, at some venues. I didn't even know existed. Um, I think my favorite place that we played, which is a really great example of like a venue that takes chances, even though they're not 
they're not really taking chances. They just are like, just come play. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Was the Peppermill Lounge? Yeah. <laughs> I have Peppermill Lounge, man. The you know that place shut down and probably for good reason. But the cool thing about that, and my dad, who was also a musician, always said the best practice you can get is by playing live. Yeah. You can go through the songs all day, but if you don't have a place to play, yeah. you know, where the rubber hits the road, that's the important thing. Yeah. So we played there a lot. And we played um, someplace called the Beehive out in Fort Worth that was really cool. It's a DIY place. That place got shut down for, I'm sure, building code reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but that place was cool. We played the Tin Panther, which I'm... Got closed, and I'm sure it's something else now. Um, uh, we played Main at Southside before it was the Cicada. We played the original Lola's. We, you know, we've I've played a lot of places. We played the Grotto. The Grotto is now a taco shop. Yeah. So I mean, like, like we I, we played a lot of places, and man, like you gotta find it's so hard to find that first gig. Yeah. Right. And but once you find it. That's like step one. Yeah. That is step one. Do you know what the next step is? Once you get step one? Actually playing the show. (laughs) You're right. You're right. (laughs) Playing the show. The next step is actually networking with other bands. So they will invite you onto bills, which is a a whole different thing than if you're a cover band. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, that's what I would say. I hope I answered the question. Oh I'd yeah, say. yeah. No, that no, that was okay. fantastic. Well, it, and it's okay. kind, it's kind of funny, you know, you say that because, yeah, being in a cover band, like our goal was basically to get uh like a a set of like at three hours of music, basically, so we could go somewhere, play all night, make some money. Like that was the goal, but it was just my biggest frustration was just trying to get places to to respond back to me. Like I would reach out, I would call, I would email. And it was just like, they were like, Oh well, yeah, we'll have so-and-so call you. Never got a phone call back. And like, Oh, here, email this person, email them. Never heard back. So I'm just like, I just got so incredibly frustrated and it got to the point where there was other stuff going on in band, in the band. And it's kind of the normal band stuff. You know, somebody, you know, Somebody's got a busy schedule, all that kind of stuff. Just kind of the normal interband stuff, because I'm sure we could talk about band drama, but we don't necessarily have to get into that here. But, but I mean, ah, oh man, God, I hate to bring up this quote, because I think some of your audience is going to think I'm a douchebag. But here's the deal, and I, I do kind of agree with it. You're grown men playing in a band now, right? Okay? So... I recently saw an interview with Sting. It, just so we're clear, not the wrestler. Right. Um, Sting <laughs> of the police. Yeah. And, and he said, bands are for when you're younger and you're a kid and you can devote your time to it. Yeah. But when you're a grown-up and you're more interested in making art and stuff, then it's no longer for Adults, you don't want to compromise your art. Yeah. Right. But you got it's different. It's like let's make a little spare change. We want to pay for the gas yeah. in our cars. Well, at least half a tank. Yeah. At least half a tank, right? Uh, these yeah. days, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half a tank. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am, and 
yeah, that and that's the thing, you know, I found if if we do end up restarting the dad bods, which I'm hoping we will at some point. Um, you know, I, I hope I've figured out, I guess, the, you know, gotten the figured out the Dakota ring and actually getting gigs because I don't want to go through another like because I've been trying for six months to get a gig and haven't been able to get one. And I don't want to go through another six months where it's like, okay, we've got, we've got something where we can go out and play a set, play 10, 12 songs and we're good. I can get us like, if I can get us a gig, like we can play and we're solid and that gets us in the door, but it's just getting to that point. Like you said, it's like, it's getting to that point seems to be the hardest step to do. So. Yeah. And you, you're lucky that you don't have to deal with bookers. Oh God. I mean, you know, like, I don't know if you remember in Driftfield, the trouble we had, cause we had to go through one specific and I'm not bad mouthing anybody. I won't even say their name, Yeah, but like it, there was this one group that seemed to have the monopoly on the entire Fort Worth area. And if you didn't go talk to them, yeah, you weren't getting a gig. And yeah. even then, if they didn't like you, yeah. you weren't getting a gig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I so. remember when I was in the metal band, when I was, when I was in Obsidian Throne years and years ago, um, well, like we had a couple of managers throughout the life of that band, and one of their th- things was getting us gigs. And I can tell you there was more than one festival show where we had to pre-sell tickets. And if there's any advice I can ever give any band starting out, never accept a gig where you have to pre-sell tickets. It's like, amen. That is, that is not, in my opinion, that is not the band's job to pre-sell tickets. That is the venue's job. That is the promoter's job, not the band's. We, in the confounded, we played every gig that we were booked for. Yeah. Except for one that nobody in the band knew we were booked for, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was so weird. But the we played every gig. Yeah. And we, and it may have been my fault, I don't remember, but we somehow ended up playing a show in Deep Elm. And it was one of those things. And we we walked in, hat in hand, said, here are the tickets. We didn't sell anything. We're sorry. We have day jobs. We have lives. We couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think we sold like maybe three or four and they didn't say anything to us. Like, that's fine. We're going to let you play. So we got up there. We played our show. We rocked that show. Yeah. Um, but after we were asked to play a show somewhere, somebody had heard about us and um, we were like, okay, yeah. And the venue was cool. But then we realized about three emails in, wait a minute, you're going to make us sell tickets, aren't you? And they're like, well, yeah, that's part of it. And we're like, we're nope. not doing it. Yeah. And they're like, come on. I'm like, no, 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 no. There are places in Dallas. There are places in Fort Worth, Denton, where they'll pay you. It's not a lot of money. But yeah. You'll get paid. Oh, yeah. And I, we just would rather do that. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because every time when, when I was in the metal band, anytime where we had to pre-sell tickets, we were one of those bands where we would literally buy the tickets ourselves just to go like, Hey, we, we pre-sold all our tickets. Here's your money. And we did that every time. Like that is the only band I've ever been in where I actually lost money 
playing shows. There was plenty where I didn't make any money playing shows, which was fine, but that was the only band where I literally lost money to play shows. So, Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. That, that was... I, I, I would have never. I, I don't think anybody in, in any of our bands would have ever been like, let's file the ticket. Because eventually what happens is there is you show up and there's no one there to play yeah. to. Yeah. So, but but the promoters and all those guys got their money, so they're happy. You know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, I and I and I yeah, I will never ever ever do that again. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to start a cover band is for that very reason. It's because like I don't want to spend money; I want to make money. Like that's the whole point of this well, is just just a little extra scratch. That's all I need. Well, I mean, the good news is the Fort Worth scene. That I've that I've been privy to, uh, it may have changed since COVID, but usually that's not even a that's not even a thing. Yeah, they just you just go play your gig, yeah. right? And then you know the as always this this uh is not this is not a money making scheme. Yeah. yeah, at all. But you know if you're lucky, you can get some music on Spotify and maybe every two or three months you'll get a nice little $30 check or something. Yeah. yeah. So, or you're like me, uh, you put music up on Spotify and nobody listens to it, but I just literally just did that (laughs) in the past month or so. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, someone's listening to it. I'm always shocked. Like anytime that the band recorded any band I was in recorded something, put something out. I was always shocked that anybody listened at all. Yeah. So um, it was, you know, it's cool. You just, <sighs> if you want to be heard, you got to put yourself out there. You got to go yeah. shake hands. You yeah. got to uh, do your social media. You got to go bug the local music paper. You got to do all those things yep. to put out the, uh, I guess, I don't want to say it was an illusion, but to make it look like you're taking this thing seriously, Yeah, you know? Um, that's, that's the key. And I'll be honest, uh, just in case there's anybody listening that doesn't want to call me on my B that wants to call me on my BS. Um, <laughs> I was not good at any of that. Oh yeah. I was, I was lucky to be in a band like with the confounded Driftfield, even Jason was outgoing, um, with, uh, Josh and the jet noise had people in it that were willing to go out and shake the hands and do the thing. And, and, you know, I was just blessed that way. Yeah. So, um, and they were all talented. Yeah. As, (laughs) so that was good too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like I, I can't stand social media. I think the only reason I even, even still have a Facebook page, nothing against people that have Facebook pages. But the only reason I have one is for like any kind of like music venture or something like that, that, that I've got going on. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to promote it, you, you have to be on, on some kind of platform to promote it. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you want to make a real hit, you need to put a TikTok video together now and <laughs> true and, and do the thing. So, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. I, I will admit I am a lurker on TikTok. I am not a content creator on TikTok. No, but, uh, no. but yeah, I mean, and that's a good point. I mean, one of the, I th- I definitely think one of the things that's important for bands these days is to have like some online content, whether it be you're having your stuff on Spotify. I mean, I'd even say 
putting stuff up on YouTube and like you said, TikTok, like I think all that's really important. Even if it's just a video of you just talking to a camera, even that can just give you at least a level of connection with with people and and get people exposed to your music, even if it's just, you know, you're just playing a track in the background when you're just having a conversation or something. So it's it's I think it's all key in terms of of promoting yourself and your band and all that. Well, and you know, you, this is all well and good. A lot of people like the model we're looking at now because there's no middleman, yeah. right? There's a part of me that's like, eh, but the middleman was a gatekeeper and kept people out that that couldn't play their instruments. Yeah, you know true. what I mean. Um, but again, uh, you know what? It's one of those things where it's like, look, if everybody's superhuman, no one's superhuman. Yeah. So. Well, for me, I, well, I the same. Maybe I'm kind of a weirdo because I'm one of those, you know, weird people who still actually buys albums and like I, I will buy vinyl records and stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure you're I probably buy CDs. Yeah. So, like, I buy records and CDs. I'll still occasionally like download stuff, but it's mostly on Bandcamp because I want to you know, support local bands and stuff. So it's like, I'm always like, anytime I search for something new, it's usually there because I'm like, I can get a feed of just stuff. That's like just local artists to Fort worth and see if there's something out there. I enjoy. And I've discovered a lot of bands, like one of the bands that I think is probably one of the best DFW bands right now is the polarity. And I just, I'm familiar with them. And I just randomly discovered them on Bandcamp, they just came up on my feet, and I listened to one song, and I was like, I really like that. And then I they, they had another album come out, and I listened to that, and I was like, that's that's pretty good. They 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 sound a little different, but it's good. And then like I think their last album that came out, I want to say like almost two years ago now, called Gutterball. I heard that album, and I was like, holy shit, how are these guys not huge? Because that is just a fantastic, like it is a quintessentially fantastic pop rock album. And I'm and I'm just like I'm amazed, still amazed that there are bands like that, that are just local bands and they're not big international. And and, and yeah, I just I, as soon as I heard that stuff, I was just like, it just it warms my heart that there are still bands out there like that. So yeah, it's good. I mean, honestly, the DFW scene and more really just the Fort Worth scene by itself, the FW scene, if you will, um, <laughs> is is really packed. There's, there's a lot of talented bands in Fort Worth. Um, after COVID happened, a lot of those bands got wiped out and now you're starting to see a lot of those musicians return to stages again. And, um, but it's funny, the ones who stuck around who stuck it out through COVID Mm -hmm. for, for a long period of time, it was the same five to six bands playing shows. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, which was genius. Like if, and I always thought I was like, man, if the jet noise had stayed together, like we'd be getting gigs left and right right now because they're just dying to get people out. Right. Yeah. And, but you know, we were, we were victims of, of COVID and, and adulthood. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) But, but, you know, it's okay. I, I just think um, there's, there's a lot of great local talent. There's a ton of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, I think that 
unless you got anything else you want to talk about, I think we can kind of wrap it up now. I should I should I reveal on this show because since since you know I'm not on the record room at least uh, not yet. Keeping my fingers crossed, I'll be uh, on in the metal shop at some point. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but should we uh, should we reveal who came up with the nickname for the fans of the record room? The roomies. The roomies. That was me. Yeah. That was you. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> the roomies. Yeah, I, man. And I can't wait if, 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 if not, I'm not going to say when, I'm just going to say if, if I do ever get on the record room, I can't wait to be able to show Owen the proof that I was the one who said roomies. <laughs> that was me. That he would, I bet he'd get a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. The ever expanding record room. There's always a new room. I know. It's, yeah. There's like one. What was the new branch this last or the the first episode back the, for this year? The Mother's Ball. It was the yeah. Mother's Ball Lab. Nice. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> it was, it's so funny. Um, do you mind if I do a quick plug? I guess. No, I go right ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've already said it, so I feel weird just going into it. But yeah. The Record Room with Josh and Owen, uh, we try to do it bi-weekly, but we're both educators. So um, keep that in mind when you listen, because like it, sometimes we get thrown off schedule. And we're finally, uh, we did release a new episode yesterday. Yeah, I so, haven't had the chance to listen yeah. to that one yet. but That one's up. And then uh, we're, we're uh, working on episode three coming up pretty soon. And we just tackle... Mainstream music, pop music, pop culture music. Country uh, music? Like, yeah, we talk about country music, which is out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I was going to say, that that's talk- Owen's jam, clearly. Yeah, that, that is his jam. And I'm sure you tune in and you hear, like, whatever's in the latest listen for me, and you're like, mm-hmm. That's, yep, that's not surprising. Trash. That's not, shocked. not surprising at all. <laughs> uh, I, You know, and then the top threes are always pretty. I always think my top threes, if you know me, like, duh. Yeah, not surprising <laughs> at all. Yeah, not surprising at all. But if, but I, I hope I throw people curveballs every once in a while, and um, I just like it, it's really cool. We talk about like history, and and we try to branch out to different genres, and it's just it's fun. Please yeah. check us out if you dig this little talk. You'll probably <laughs> like that. I was gonna say I think the record rooms might be a little bit more interesting than this one, just because. There's plenty of episodes where it's just me and they're like the podcasts are only like 10 minutes long. Uh, you uh, you're you're good enough. Yeah. You, you work. Well, <laughs> hey. I I enjoy it and that's why I do it. But yeah, you and Owen, I think you guys do a great job. I mean, you guys uh, the the conversation can span literally 70 years worth of music. Like you guys cover it all and I find it endless, endlessly entertaining if for nothing else for all the cheesy jokes that Owen makes that because oh, <laughs> they're they're like every about every five seconds and it's hilarious because i'm a fan of 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 cheesy humor occasionally especially when it makes everybody else feel uncomfortable so the the record room mouse is God. is terrifying <laughs> and uh my favorite episode is the one where we talked about uh i don't know how we got there but somehow we talked about johnny cash and one piece at a time and we were trying to figure out how he got everything out and we just decided that he had a really big lunchbox to put his <laughs> car together. <laughs> we were like, we were like, what you got there? And he goes, it's just my lunchbox. <laughs> it's just my, 
It's my John Cash lunchbox. But yeah, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check us out. Yeah. And uh, thanks for thanks for having me on, Corey. It was good seeing you. Yeah. Good talking to you. Yeah, no problem. I, hey, if uh, you know, I, I like having guests on here. To me, it's more fun doing this with other people than just doing it by myself. So uh, don't be surprised if I kind of poke you again and say, hey, you want to be on another show? We don't have to talk about oh, music absolutely. this time. <laughs> give me Give me a holler whenever you need. All right, cool. Uh, well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start playing my little outro music. Uh, thank you again for tuning in to the Double Dutch Rider podcast. You can find us at ddrpodcast.com. Uh, apologies, it was down for a few days, I think. The other day I just noticed that and I fixed it. Should be back up. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. And I think that's it. All right. Thanks again. Have a good one.